Hello and welcome to episode 20 of the uh, BSA Marketing Podcast. It's a bit scary that we're up to episode 20. I should I should yet again introduce my fellow podcast presenter, David Wright. As I say, I think it's a bit scary that we're up to episode 20. I think so, but I'm just wondering whether we can't organise, seeing as it's all online and um, you hear about these, these so-called radio presenters who in fact are not in the same studio as one another, whether... When with the grey weather outside, there is my uh, weather quote, um, <laughs> that I couldn't be somewhere a bit warmer. Yeah, well, I think maybe this is the next thing, but the uh, BSA podcast outside broadcast. Though we have actually done one of those, I think, haven't we, last year at a uh, networking event, which we're planning again for next year, so that should be interesting. Yeah, but that was inside outside. Exactly. Anyway, back to the subject. I think, it's, I think we're allowed to mention Christmas now. I mean, I think we're only about two or three weeks away. So we just thought as Christmas is sort of off upon us, it was a good time to think about sort of the market year and how you man- handle those periods when keeping marketing going can be a bit of a challenge because people are on holiday or you're covering for people on holiday so yeah I, we just thought those are the times where marketing can get derailed so we thought it'd be good to just talk about how you can make sure it doesn't get derailed I've always thought that there are essentially I split the, the year or the marketing year if you like up into three blocks and to start at the beginning that you get a run from when you come back after Christmas in the new year there tends to be a pretty good run right through up to uh, up to Easter but as you get close to Easter you start getting people saying well I'm not thinking of anything till after Easter because Easter is one of the few times that everything stops Easter the Easter long weekend, everybody pretty much closes down. Then when she, once you get back from Easter, you've got to run through up until the summer and the school holidays and again sort of end of July to end of August. But I think also you can have a situation where if Easter's very late and you've got the bank holiday at the beginning of May, you can they sort of merge together. So you uh, end up yeah, with... yeah, I think, yeah, it's... It, it's what, I think one. what Emma is saying, there is, obviously you're in you're in bank holiday central around then, yeah. but but really people see that, that Easter break as the, the one that everybody takes off. I mean, increasingly people are turning bank holidays into weeks holidays, but I think from a business and marketing point of view, Easter is the biggie. Then you've got the run through to the summer holidays at the end of July and through August. Then you've got the third run through from the beginning of September, certainly after the August bank holiday, running straight through to back to, to Christmas again. Or I think probably middle of December, isn't it? Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think that, that's uh, that's another factor. But but it's, it's this interesting idea that I guess everybody or the vast majority of people tend to take some break during the summer. But the Easter weekend and the, the, the Christmas period between Christmas and New Year are the two times of the year when, with obviously notable exceptions, every business closes. And um, and so they really are blockages. And, and anybody who is thinking about marketing over those or pr- from one side of those periods to the other is, is very much thinking ahead. Whereas most people, and when you're marketing to people, they just don't want to think that they think within those those three windows. But it does mean that when you're in, uh, obviously, in January or just after Easter or, or from September, that that's when you've uh, you've got your big period that you need to be ready to make the most yeah. of them. But I think also the flip side of that is in the period like as through December I and mean, you, you have to accept that December is a uh, a short month and uh, unlike uh, most months where there you've got four or, or five weeks where you can actively do things in December realistically you've got three or maybe four so you, I think you can either if stress that. about if that and you, I think you can either stress about it or you can accept it and and work work with it and the same with 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 August uh, you know 
okay, most people only take a couple of weeks off, but when you're not off, you're you're sort of covering for all the people who are, and it, it can make it. So I think again, you can either stress over the fact that you've you've got that, or you can work with it and accept that people are less busy or more busy and less willing to accept marketing messages. But equally, they're perhaps a little more. There's an opportunity to be a bit more lighthearted, and the same sort of leading up to Christmas, you can you can sort of accept the fact that you're going to take a bit of time off over Christmas from a marketing perspective and do something a bit different. I, I think so, but I think I think that whereas with as, as many people know, when, you, when you're talking about summer and you're talking about people taking holidays, that companies tend to try and spread those out so that uh, the impact of having fewer people on hand is is less significant. And yes, you've got the issue with, uh, as, you, as you say, with people not being responsive. But I think Christmas is the real big one. I know for myself, for years, I really struggled with December because December is another month. And in each month, you try and do a twelfth of what you do throughout the year. But if, as you say, effectively, you've got no more than three and possibly even two and a half weeks to do what would otherwise be a a month's work and and it was a complete revelation to me to realize that well I've just got to accept that no uh, December is a two and a half week month and uh, so I'm only going to do sort of two-thirds of of what might be normal and by spreading my expectations out across the rest of the year it didn't half make life easier. But I think also with uh, with Christmas, you can you get an opportunity to do some different things rather than your regular sort of benefit focused marketing uh, and to do things that really engage people on a, a slightly less commercial basis. I mean, you know, we, we've done things like uh, quizzes in the past, which and in fact, we've, we've got we'll, we'll, there'll, there'll be one accompanying the email that goes with this. And I think those are the sorts of things you can do that just make your marketing a bit more varied. It's certainly an opportunity to be uh, a little bit more perhaps lighthearted or or, as you say, not not so business focused, and and I think actually that it's a good thing because it's it's easy to get fixated on business, and and I think increasingly people don't like just to have marketing and, and business messages pushed down their throat. They want to perhaps know a bit more about the organisations that they're they're dealing with, and particularly, I mean, we'll perhaps look at this in a, in a future podcast. But I think there is a, a real division going between the smaller companies and the way that they deliver and the way that the services they offer and the very big companies that I think have an important role to play but operate in a very different way. Mm. And I think whereas a more personalised message from a big company can be a little bit cringeworthy sometimes, that actually using times such as Christmas as a smaller company to um, be a bit more personal is uh, can can really engage with people and i think even the big companies when you think of the the famous uh, competition for the best christmas advert from the likes of john lewis and sainsbury's and what have you that they try and even as very big organizations try and um, give a a slightly different a slightly softer message at this time of year i mean and i think one of the things we've uh, i think you're absolutely right this idea of giving a bit more of who you are and what you are about as a company at Christmas is a, is a good way of doing it. Um, I mean, one way we've done that in the past is since the demise of, of company Christmas cards, it's, it's quite entertaining. We usually get two, uh, two a year, and they're always exactly the same, and they're always from the same people. Um, we, don't, we don't tend to get Christmas, Christmas cards. We don't send Christmas cards anymore. But it's an opportunity to 
uh, maybe use email and, and uh, send a, a Christmas email. But again, that can be a little bit a, bit a little bit cheesy, or it can be seen as being a bit cheapskate. Just sending out an email. So what we we suggest is the idea of including a charity vote and saying rather than sending Christmas cards, we're going to make a donation to charity. And these are the charities that are important to us. So going back to your thing about being a bit more personal and allowing people to sort of make a have an input into where the where the donation goes. And that we've done that for a few clients for a few years, and it, and it seems to be quite engaging for a lot of recipients i think yeah but i think as i am as i am finding right now it's you know it's back to our old mantra but with all of these things whatever you do the key is planning and preparation because it's scary how uh the time is between now and Christmas is just going to disappear. And if you are, if you have planned, if you if you do have a, a plan of campaign that you can run through these sort of the two weeks up to Christmas, you can actually quite enjoy it. Whereas if you're not careful, you can wake up and suddenly find you've got two days and all sorts of stuff that you've not done that needs to get done. Yeah, so and, yeah, and I think that can get it can be expanded out to the whole year if you plan your your marketing year, accepting there are these three core marketing times and there are some times when actually you've got to take your take your foot off the gas a little bit I think again it can make it a lot less stressful when you get to these these periods knowing that yes we're really putting our foot down in these these key periods and accepting that things will be a little less productive over the summer and Christmas again it can make it a lot less stressful in those times and I think more than that by starting to think now what you're going to be doing, what you want to do in in three weeks' time at the beginning of January means that you can come and hit the ground running and and actually get on with it rather than come back and then start thinking, oh, what am I going to do now? And before you know it, January turns into February and February turns into March. And then guess what? You're running up against Easter again. Yeah, that's right. So so I think, uh, I mean, uh, the, the, the key thing to, to come out of this is one, I think, is about, well, it's the old mantra. I think one day we'll, we'll have a podcast where we don't mention planning, but maybe not. I don't think we will. No, we probably won't. But one is, you know, make sure you, you are planning what you're doing. And two is to, to accept that it's, it's not just a one size fits all throughout the year. There are different periods when uh, marketing can be more or less sort of uh, impactful. So just accept that and, and, and work with it. And I think just to finish off, I think just looking at the, the usual thing we do about trying to say, well, what can you do next if, if this has resonated with you? My first thing will be to go back to what we just talked about, have an annualized plan and think about what your market is going to be throughout the year. First and foremost, which areas, times of the year are the most important to you? And in there as well, it may be about seasonality and some areas, some times of the year may be you know, busier from a a sort of a, a sales or an inquiry's point of view and just accept the fact that um, not all times of year the sales and the inquiries they're not always going to be the same and making sure that you you look at things and record the levels of inquiries over the course of a year so when it comes to January or February or March you can compare the activity to January or February or March the previous year rather than comparing uh, February to January when there could be seasonal differences. I, I also think that this comes back to recognizing that I've mentioned this for this mantra for a while but that marketing is very much a process not
not an yeah. event. And I know monitoring and inquiries and what have you are an important aspect, but the danger is that when you get into that world, you get back towards, as we've talked about before, the whole field of, of, of sales promotion and, and short-termism, whereas I think what we're talking about here is taking a step back and looking at the big picture and creating the, the, the framework that, that which is a longer-term marketing communication process that your sales promotion activities perhaps fit into, but that now it is not about what you're going to do over the next two or three weeks. It's mm. about taking stock and thinking and saying, well, how am I going to make the most of the three or four months from January to make sure that I'm fully engaged in in the uh, the marketing for that period when when hopefully people are going to be around and ready to ready to communicate with yeah. me. But I think also by by sort of comparing month by month, uh, a month in one year by a month in another year, that also encourages you to take the longer term view rather than sure. Yeah, no, I, I mean we've said we've said before that, yeah. that the monitoring them, you, it's got to be done on the basis of something. You can't just make it up out of nowhere all the yeah. time. And I think the the second thing I would suggest is use particularly again at Christmas. Have a think about what things you could do that are a little bit different, a little bit softer. I mean, we've mentioned the um, the, the quizzes and the charity votes. We had a, uh, a client a couple of years ago who did an advent calendar, and he, he was a bit more involved, but each day during December, they had a door, and behind it, there was just another interesting fact or an offer or whatever it may be. Uh, and then they were able to send out sort of email and social media promoting these things. And again, it's just something that's slightly different to your normal, um, your normal marketing. Yeah, and... Um I'm not going to avoid mentioning it because I think it's going to be very interesting to see who's going to use the result on Friday to be a, a marketing angle that they can make the most of. You've just let the cat out of the bag now that we record this in advance because it'll be going out on Friday, so it'll already have happened. <laughs> yeah, but we don't know what's happened yet, so we've got to. We might might as well admit it. Yes, indeed. So uh, it's only I think a we'll, bit in advance, anyway. Only a little bit in advance, yes. But uh, I think we'll leave it there, and um, just in sort of light of what we've been saying, we'll actually be taking a couple of weeks off, and the next next podcast will be uh, middle of January. So uh, in in the meantime, if you want to find us, you'll find us on uh, Twitter at bsamarketing.com. You'll find uh, our website and uh, our blog uh, at bsamarketing.com. And um, you will find all our previous podcasts, all 20 of them, at podcast.bsamarketing.com. So until next year, wish all our, our listeners a, a happy marketing and happy Christmas. Same from me. Have a good one. Goodbye.